Good evening, weird sisters. Once again, we find ourselves gathered around the witch's tub. <laughs> Here we are putting our eye of iguana. And oh, well, you got two things wrong this time. What it's, do you... it's a cauldron, and it's usually eye of newt, which is another type of lizard. I have newt. Where you get a newt eye? Ah, uh, from a newt. Uh, Where do you okay. get a good iguana eye? I, Wait, from an iguana, but newts are harder to find. No, are you they? can get newts at like a Whole Foods. You can get newts. <laughs> <laughs> what Whole Foods are you shopping at? Oh my God. Uh, this is, our, of course, our Whole Foods podcast. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And this is actually the chilling podcast of Sabrina, recapping chilling adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. We're going to be talking about the second episode of the show, recapping that. Before we get into the recap, let's recap. Cap our recap. Yeah, let's oh, cap man. our recap with oh, a recap. Here we go. To get you guys caught up, though, I'm sure you're crazy binging the show already. Sabrina Spellman lives in the town of Greendale with her aunts and Hilda and Aunt Zelda. There's a guy named Ambrose, who's her cousin, who is trapped in the house by something. We don't know exactly what yet, but he's been there for about 75 years. They run a mortuary together. They're all witches. Sabrina's 16th birthday is approaching, and she is going to pledge herself to the Dark Lord, feeling a little iffy about it, particularly because her parents were a witch, her dad was a witch, and her mom was not a witch. Now, if she was Jewish, that would mean technically she wasn't Jewish because her mom wasn't Jewish, but I guess it works the opposite way with witches. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I'm just going to get up on a high horse here, you guys. wow. Also on the human side of things. All right, we'll convert. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Podcast over. To get onto the human side of things, Sabrina goes to high school with a bunch of folks, uh, including her boyfriend, Harvey Kinkle, who is a sweet, naive dude. She has a friend named Roz, who has some sort of characteristics, uh, and we don't know what yet. Susie, she seems just generally nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Susie has, uh, is having some troubles because at least the actor is non-binary. We don't know exactly what the deal is with the character in the show yet. They've not necessarily been cagey about it, but they haven't necessarily been up front. Yeah, it just feels like... Whatever it is, she's been bullied at school by a bunch of football players. Uh, And also, there's a bunch of characters called the Weird Sisters, three of them that go to... I'm forgetting it again. The... Um, Unseen unseen Arts. School School of the Unseen unseen Arts. arts. Don't particularly like Sabrina very much. Uh, Cursed her last episode. I think that's kind of all you need to know, other than Halloween, the Blood Moon, Sabrina's Dark Baptism, all fast approaching. Pete, yes, you have raised your hand. What is going on? I have a question. Uh, so if you know somebody who is just half Jewish, do you call them a half breed? Oh my god, no. Oh, okay. That would be super rude. Well, alright, I'm just saying. No, no, kind no, of great a, question. Yeah, it seemed great like question. you were kind of uh, setting that up. Definitely the question that everyone was hoping you'd ask. Right, cool. uh, because as, speaking as a Jew, what we love doing is genetic discrimination as much as possible. That's something that's never gone badly for Jews in history. Uh, cool. Too let's dark? Re- <laughs> <laughs> Too dark right at the beginning? Uh, let's restart the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so we, uh, the recap has been capped, um, yeah. as we always do, with a light reference to <laughs> uh, the Holocaust. Uh, and uh, let's get into it, because what this episode does is picks right back up where the first one left yeah. off. And yeah. I feel like that's... I a, appreciate that. Yeah. That's a big difference in this show. It fe- this show really feels like a movie. Right. It's also very linear. Like, it tells like you what movie. day it is. It what tells you, you what day it is, what, what year it, it is, might maybe. be. Yeah. At the very it's least. It's not this year, though. That's it's not this year, even though they tell us it's this year. Yeah, it's so, not this year. 
two two notes I'll make about that. One, I feel like these first two episodes in particular feel like the Sabrina movie. Like, I don't know how the rest of the series is going to pan out, but this to me feels like if you were doing this in theaters, this would have been the story, right? right? This is also the first arc and ish of the comic book. There's a bunch of other things that happen in the book, but there are only eight issues of the book, so there's not a lot more material to get through. This gets through most of it. So it's probably going to be only eight episodes, probably. Uh, no. Well, there's ten episodes. Oh, wow. And they've already covered most of the eight issues of the yeah, comic. Yeah, I'd say oh, like wow. about six or so. Yeah. Something like that. Like, there's a bunch of other things that happen in the comic book. Things happen differently. Also, Betty and Veronica uh, get involved at a certain point. I, th- I feel like the Weird Sisters are kind of taking the place yeah. of the Betty and Veronica Riverdale coven in this. I think so. Um, also, we got Madam- Riverdale shot out in this episode. We should mention, uh, there's also Madam Satan. Uh, Madam Satan played by Michelle Gomez. Your she, neighbor. My neighbor, yeah. Uh, she uh, is trying to usher Sabrina along the path of night in different ways. She seems to be very different, separate from the coven and what's going on there. Yeah. Um, but, but it uh, seems like she's part of the coven. Right, which is definitely different than what happened in the comic book. Because Madam Satan is very specifically the antagonist in the book. Yeah, and we, we don't really know her deal, I think, in the show. Like, right. how does she relate to Sabrina? What's she doing there? She just shows up and starts getting into Sabrina's life, and we don't yeah. know why. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing we should probably mention, at the end of the last episode, we met Father Blackwood, who is the head of the coven. He seemed very ominous and continues to seem very ominous throughout yeah. this episode. But we pick up right there with him talking to Sabrina uh, about what happens in the Church of Night, what happens worshiping Satan. Yeah, it's it's I, nice when, like, you know, one of the hierarchies of the Dark Lord will sit down with you and have a little one-on-one and be like, hey, let's just... Let's have a chat sesh, you know, like yeah. let's, uh, you know, if you've got questions, I've got answers, you know, no, anything you want. I got to be honest with you. Listening to Father Blackwood, Church of Night sounds pretty good. I'm what are you talking it. about? Free will. Free will. It's fun. Guys, yeah. he was lying to her. Here's what I'd say. Fuck God. Wow. wow. Big statement. Dude, anybody who starts with like saying things like the Dark Lord, no thanks. <laughs> it really took Sabrina a long time to come around to like, maybe this isn't a good thing for me. Well, uh, but maybe it is. Right. They have a, I mean, they have a sort of a philosophical debate about the nature of evil and he's saying it's not evil. It's free will. He's saying, right. uh, you, this is much more of an honest exchange. You sign the book, you get to have these powers. Yeah. But of course somebody related to the devil is going to be like, Oh no, just you sign your name. You're not giving me your soul. Uh, totally not. Uh, what yes, are you doing I mean, with I agree soul? with you. Like there's a little bit of trickery going on there. You and what we soul, find bro. out by the end of the episode is even a place with free will. There's not really free will. Um, yeah. because humans are involved. I mean, yeah. not to get too philosophical about it, but ultimately you can't only have free will because that's anarchy, right? There right. needs to be some rules. Yeah. But like when I'm in my home, I do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. That's why like, oh, I have you guys over here and that's why I can do whatever I want. Yeah. We're taping at Justin's right now. And I got to say, basement, in uh, this creepy ass basement. I appreciate your no pants roll. Hey, 
Like I said, this is Justin's house. It's Justin's rules. Pants hit the floor. <laughs> porky pig in it. Exactly. When we podcast, we porky pig cast. Yeah. And for this podcast, we porky I'm, long pig. <laughs> I am wearing pants for the record. Uh, yeah. We'll see about that. <laughs> uh, she also admits to uh, eating the mala, ma- mala malice, yeah. uh, which is the apple of from the... Now, this this changed the way that Father Blackwood talks about this. This changed what I thought was happening in the last episode. He says that the mala malice lets you see the future. So whatever yeah. Sabrina saw at the tree in the last episode, she saw what looked like a bunch of witches hanging from the tree. Satan came out of the tree. That seems to be at least the way that he's characterizing it as the future, what's coming for her yeah. versus... What happened to the past? Yeah, it was interesting because uh, the witches who were hanging in the tree looked like they were uh, old, like it looked like historical yeah. witches. Uh, but also they dress like that too. So well, sure. maybe we misjudged. Some of them it. were looking a little bit more modern. Yeah. Like there were a couple that were definitely like look like pilgrims. Yeah, there's or one holding an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another one was like you could tell us you just had the Rachel haircut. Yeah, the Rachel. Yeah, the real modern. That yeah. is very modern. The most modern. Well, I'm saying it was like a timeline. Like first it was like churn and butter, then it was the Rachel cut, and then you know you got stuff with like the G- Adidas jumpsuit. You know, yeah. so it was like really. Yeah. Very, yeah, there was that last witch who says, "I like Cardi B." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. I, I. Do think so? Here's my takeaway from it. If this is predicting the future, it seems like the plan is probably sign Sabrina up in the Book of Night or whatever they're calling it, make herself pledge herself to Satan, and that is somehow how Satan can come to Earth. I don't know necessarily what the hanging witches are. Maybe those are mortals hanging. Maybe that's the idea. Yeah, yeah we don't really know, I guess. And yeah. They're never identified as witches. I think we just assume they were witches because yeah. that's what happened to witches. Yeah. So right. We don't know anything, really. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like we should wait to the end because I have some uh, theories. Ooh, um, I love theories. So they also... Uh, Faust, I feel like Fausta seems a little bit scared of Sabrina in this scene. As well, really? She's, yeah, I thought so. As she's talking about the malamalis. No, he, no he, I think he was just feeling like, this is going either way. I got to be careful with what I say. This scene made me feel very much like Harry uh, Harry Potter reminded me of how the mm-hmm. way tr- uh, everyone treats Harry Potter in those uh, in those books and movies mm-hmm. where they're sort of like you're so just important. a kid but you they're also very it. intimidated yeah. by yeah. him yeah. and it feels like that's what uh, well to that end it might be halfway between what you guys are saying that Father Blackwood knows he needs Sabrina to sign up he needs her to do it of her own free will yeah. um, and he is nervous of what will happen because ultimately, even though Hilda and Zelda are scared of father Blackwood, father Blackwood isn't probably like Satan, whatever. Yeah. Just a cool, I got him in my pocket. But it's also interesting as we learn later in the episode that, uh, Madam Satan is working for Satan yeah. uh, as well. Checks out, yeah. Uh, but what, they don't seem to be working together. Right. Uh, so why does Satan have two people? Also, it was weird because the creepy sisters were like, yo, uh, you know, Father Blackwell saw you, like came to you. Like they, he's around a lot. So it really states how important Sabrina is yeah, to the plan. I think so. Yeah. Uh, my my suggestion at this early point is that Father... Wait, Blackwood, right? Yeah, Blackwood. Not Blackwell. Okay. Uh, Father, no, that's all right. I mixed it up in my head, too. Father Blackwood is the straightforward path. Like, that's... You need to sign him up. This He's is what you do. This is, yeah. yeah, this is what happens. I think because Sabrina is so important... Madam Satan was sent to Earth to make sure nothing goes wrong. Yeah, she's the fixer. Exactly. Yeah, she's the person, because everything that she seems to be doing, 
is very specifically, oh, good. Okay, Sabrina is homesick today. Good. Yeah. And last episode when she sent the scarecrow after her, that wasn't to hurt her. That was to keep her away from any knowledge that might turn her away from actually signing the book. Yeah. So while while Father Blackwood essentially is doing like the straight and narrow, the by the book stuff, no pun intended, uh, Madam Satan is the one that's making sure there's no chance for error. Right, yeah. That would be my suggestion. Yeah, that's cool. So you're saying they're teaming up. But no, but not together, to Justin's point. Yeah, I feel like maybe Satan's uh, talked to them separately. He had a separate meeting. Right. It's like two separate departments. Yeah. Satan's the boss. Yeah. And he's got... You got HR. Right. uh, Yeah. Oh, so Madam Satan's like HR. Yeah. No, oh no! I feel like uh, Blackwood's HR and Madam okay. Satan's like the janitor, Tech support? the janitor. You have to do the fucked up stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, what? Well, what do you what, work? <laughs> yeah, working. What do you the, do to your janitor? I'm the janitor. Oh, oh that makes sense. Uh, so um, we see. Uh, so they go down to check out this body with a witch mark, and this is an interesting sort of stuff. That was a fun moment where he was like, "Oh, one more thing, Dark Lord, before you leave." Yeah, uh, we is have that this, your Ambrose voice. I don't know. We have okay. a gross body downstairs. Could you please look at it? General witch voice. Uh, resting witch voice. Yeah, this is an interesting subplot that's kind of running under things yeah. that there is a witch who has been killed. We don't know how. We don't know why. People keep saying witch hunter immediately after and then go, no, no. no right. So that definitely hunter. seems a setup for something coming down the road. Yeah, I feel like down the line we've got uh, a lot of the sort of main tentpole plot of the series, it seems like, uh, out of the way in this episode. And then there's going to be these other subplots running through, I think, which is exciting to add a whole nother. We talked about the two Satan factors here. If you throw a witch hunter in, like, oh, that's a no. real mixed basket. Do you think it's Hansel and Gretel? Uh, from the movie Hansel and Gretel. Witch, witch Hunters? Hunters? Yeah. <laughs> that's the only Witch Hunters I know. Yeah, that's probably that would probably make the most sense. Yep. Uh, well, I mean... Speaking of sense, I know I said this in the last episode, but I just want to throw this out there. Early going, this show still makes more sense than Riverdale. What Definitely. the fuck? Stop saying things like that. The character it throws me in a goddamn tailspin. <laughs> what do you mean? Let me be honest, Pete. You're in a tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, can't say the show makes sense. There's nothing about this show that no, the makes only, sense. The, it's because it's built in the magic world, the magic right. realm. That's the part that doesn't make sense, but... It does make more sense character-wise and plot-wise than It Riverdale. doesn't make sense that someone who's a good person like Sabrina would consider uh, signing a book with the Dark Lord and all these other things. It she just doesn't make sense. She grew up in the witch lifestyle. Yeah. L- uh, let me say this. Let's say you like Subway, right? Yes. And they have their Subway Club. The Sandwich Place. Yeah, the Sandwich Place. Uh, they have the Subway I mean, Club. they're not really sandwiches. <laughs> Whatever they call them. <laughs> Uh, what uh, would you sandwich call it? product. That's good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so you like the subway club? So you sign up for that, and you get bonus points. Each I don't time. sign up for the club. You eat at Subway every week, and you don't sign up for the Subway Club that gives you free sandwiches. You can yeah. really save yourself a lot of money to eat more of their trash. Yeah, this is completely derailed by point, but I cannot believe I have watched you eat Subway every week for ten years. years. Something like that. Yeah. yeah and. You're not in the club. What's not stopping you from What's stopping you from signing the book? Yeah, exactly, guys. <laughs> oh, exactly. Okay, so uh, that was the point I was making. But we did get around to it anyway. Pete's the Sabrina of the Subway Sandwich Shop on 29th Street. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, welcome. Would you like your meatball sub? Sign the book. And you're like, no, Never. Just take the subway do half. Like you could have a deal. We'll give you a one free. And you could like, live deliciously. <laughs> Live fresh. <laughs> Eat fresh. Uh, Eat flesh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, no, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Great. 
So uh, she talks to Father Blackwood, and then what happens, Justin? Uh, gotcha. I keep the book of the show. Um, Zelda is uh, just creeping on the ceiling. A yeah. couple, a couple moments creeping. later. So this is a great couple of scenes, and yeah. all the stuff that happens with uh, Hilda and Zelda is fantastic. This episode, I love them so much. Yeah, they're very fun. So Hilda is tucking Sabrina in. And proceeds to tell her all the horrible things that are going to happen. And then it's like, well, good night. And yeah. tucks her in. And <laughs> very funny because Lucy Davis is hilarious. Very good. Uh, and then they zoom up to the ceiling and you see Zelda is hanging on the ceiling. She zoops through. She's pissed off because she doesn't want anything to go wrong. Uh, proceeds to kill Hilda and bury her in the backyard. Yeah. With yeah. Hammer, Holy brutally. shit. Doesn't even like hesitate. Yeah. Just straight up kills her. And it's pretty clear that this is not the first time that she's done it either. Oh, that was clear to you? She says to her that she's killed her several times when she comes back. When she comes back. Right. But up until then, I thought that was... You thought she was dead. What I'm saying is, it was clear to me when she described it. With her words. Well, I had a feeling she wasn't going to be dead, dead. Right. uh, It's still a shocking moment. Yeah, it was. was. She walks up. It was a gasp. I clutched my pearls. I was like, oh, my (laughs) dear Lord. Let me just say, when you're sitting here pantsless wearing pearls, you look amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I always have my pants on. (laughs) Always? That seems problematic. Um, I go through a lot of pants. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Next time you have your pants off, remind me to give you a pearl necklace. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Alex, get oh, out of here. Um, yeah, I agree, though. I do love their relationship. <laughs> I'm moving quickly on from that uh, imagery, for sure. Uh, Hilda and Zelda are very much like uh, Cain and Abel from the uh, oh, Sandman yeah. comic uh-huh. books. If Which you're gets referenced yeah. this episode because it turns out everybody big comic book fans. Uh, I'm sorry. The reason I'm laughing so hard is how much you enjoyed that. Your <laughs> smile and your evil like enjoyment I, of that. I really just love, just, uh, love playing with you, Pete. Oh, man, that's so <laughs> Signed Alex's book. <laughs> so, yeah, they were getting meta with the whole comic references yeah. and just Harvey. You like books. comics, right? I'm surprised they didn't look right out at the camera yeah. when they're saying yes. that. Grant Morrison. Neil. Alan Moore. Neil Gaiman. I'm going to mention several British comic book writers because I'm British. Do you think um, uh, Alan Moore will take, take his name off the episode? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Do you think Archie Comics exist in the world of Sabrina? That would be crazy. Yeah. But why wouldn't it? If they're talking about Alan Morgan. Exactly. No, what? Uh, be, because there are characters inside that. Right. But like if comics it's possible, exist. Well, it's like how in Marvel Comics, all the Marvel, com- the Marvel Comics offices exist, and sometimes they're writing comics about the characters in Marvel Comics. It could be the same thing in Archie Comics. I feel like that would be a little weirder in this show. What if you were walking past a newsstand and there was an Alex, Justin, and Pete comic book? <laughs> I'd be like, give <laughs> me some residuals, yo. <laughs> Oh, cool. Wow, Make that, that money. was your first thought. I need money. <laughs> that would be your first thought, not like, what the fuck is going Yo, on? I can't what afford pants. I need money. <laughs> oh, man. That's the reason we had the no pants policy to make Alex feel more comfortable because he's so poor. I'm very poor. Uh, I do think Yeah, this when we first found him, he was just wearing a barrel. Destitute. <laughs> just wearing a barrel, holding a microphone. <laughs> Attached those, to nothing. I had stink lines coming off of me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a tiny little fly. Glad we got those cleaned up. Uh, <laughs> it did strike me in this talking about comics that it's weird that there's Archie, the Archie Comics universe, which is very normal. And they were like, you know what this universe needs? A witch, a teenage witch who will just occasionally cast spells on the characters. Yeah. I I think that kind of makes sense for the world of Archie comics because 
it's not real, right? Like, I know what? I just blew your mind. <laughs> but uh, the way that they do even the Archie comics, it's... Jalopy? They, <laughs> they're not realistic comics. They are over-the-top, ridiculous things happen. Archie regularly destroys things in Riverdale. So many of my friends wore a crown regularly. Yeah. I, I do. Well, uh, and he eats, what, 60 hamburgers at a sitting? Hey, so it's Garbage plates uh, are a real thing. Okay, guys. Okay. Now, that's the book you would sign. My Pete, point being, the... I don't think Sabrina is a step too far for the old timey Archie comics. I do yeah. think there is a weird divide between say, and we've talked about this on the preview episode, but there's a divide between the show Riverdale and the show Chili Adventures of Sabrina yeah. that as much as I would love to see these characters together, I don't want to see them cross right. because magic in the world of Riverdale would be, break the fragile reality of what's going on in that yeah, show be too much versus on the other hand, I could see like the reverse happen. Like Cheryl come over and hang out oh, for an episode dude. on Sabrina. Oh, that would be phenomenal. That kind of would work, right? Yeah, I, I feel like so. Cheryl already goes to that school they're talking about. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as you mentioned, you dropped this and we kind of ran past it, but they do mention Riverdale later in the episode. They yeah. ask if the weird sisters go to Riverdale, which, that's cute. Like, yeah. that's the same sort of reference if you don't watch Riverdale that they do on Riverdale, which they'll drop the name Greendale every once in a while and yeah. they'll say, oh, you know, they'll say something weird about it. They'll be like, oh, I went to see a healer in Greendale, but they never specifically say Sprina or the Spellmans or anything like that. Which is a real. Yeah. I believe they've even referenced a mortuary in Greendale on Riverdale, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. Like, I like that sort of reference, but being like, there's a redheaded kid who's uh, in prison right now. Did you hear about that? I- I'm glad they're not doing that. Yeah. Cool. Agreed. Uh, so, uh, we so there's a sweet scene uh, with Harvey and uh, Sabrina. They're like making plans for after her baptism, and, and he keeps being like, you know, after and your she's birthday. like, yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. We can go bowling. Yeah, Harvey is even more of a sweet dummy in this episode, and I love yeah. it. I like it, we're talking about Riverdale. Like, what? Well, how are Harvey and Archie different? Because. I find Archie is like Archie's more psychotic a little bit. Like he's really into fighting and like starting gangs and stuff like that. Yeah. Where I feel like this dude's more Harvey's more innocent and would be like. I Do don't you know, know what I think it is? Is it's Archie is active and Harvey is passive. Harvey, also, what's nice is we haven't seen Harvey without his shirt off yet, which is cool. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, I, Archie may on the surface have the same instincts as Harvey and the same sort of naivete, at least at the beginning, mind you now, very different place for yeah. Archie on Riverdale. But what Harvey does is he kind of just accepts everything. He's not actively pushing the plot forward. Archie will hear something and then make a decision about it. And it is invariably the wrong decision yeah. that sends the show spiraling in some insane direction. Um, so that to me is the difference between them. I feel like Archie's the mouse uh, that tries to eat the cheese and gets shocked, gets electrified in like a lab experiment, and then does it 500 more times and keeps getting shocked. <laughs> well, Harvey is walking up and is like, something's weird here, and touches the cheese and gets shocked. You think he's smarter? I think he's naive and isn't a crazy idiot. Wow. Well, Archie is that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I could see that. Like, Harvey would go up and be like, oh, this is some nice cheese. Oh, that shocked me. I'm not going to try that again. And yeah. Archie's like, if I keep doing this it's gonna a be thousand good. times, I'm going to get that cheese. Yeah, I love cheese. I'm going to write an acoustic guitar song about cheese. Right. And then when he keeps doing that, eventually 
he'll uh, end up in the mob somehow and then have a music career. Make his bones. Yeah. Uh, So uh, moving on, we uh, get into, uh, there's this uh, plot line with Susie and these bullies. Yeah. Uh, The uh, sort of fratty football players. They're tearing down the posters for the Wicca Club. And Susie is like, no more. She runs at them. One of them punches her in a vicious way. Yeah. I I thought that was great, though. Like, I thought that was a great choice to have Susie uh, stop taking exception to me saying, great, let me finish, Pete. (laughs) Uh, The choice to have Susie not just take it, but turn around and tackle them, I thought was excellent. Like, to see her so active was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, And then, yeah, the, the... what happens to her next is brutal. She runs out of the school. Her friends are chasing after her. She got suspended for fighting. She can't tell her dad because her dad would be super upset at her. Uh, and so Sabrina insists that this time Susie she wants tell, names. Yeah. She wants the names of the football players so she can take care of it. She goes to Miss Wardwell, tells Miss Wardwell about the names and Miss Wardwell very casually. Yes. Like, Hellfire. Very subtle. Yeah. Hellfire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hellfire suggests that she team up with some other folks, specifically the weird sisters and take them down. She's like, you got to collect the baddest bitches, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the weird sisters. Yeah. Including Dorcas. Most of all Dorcas. Most of all Dorcas. Agatha and Prudence. Yep. Uh, Prudence is the leader. The uh, one of the other two is Dorcas and the other one is Agatha. That is correct. And the names on both Riverdale and the show are insane. Totally normal. Uh, slightly less insane on this show so far. I grew yeah. up with four Dorcases. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Big popular name where I'm from. Oh, cool. Uh, where are you from again? Uh, from uh, Witchville. <laughs> 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 I grew up. Yeah, I grew up in the crook of an apple tree, <laughs> as I said. <laughs> oh man, apples for breakfast, apples for lunch. Apples so she for calls dinner. out the weird sisters and she makes a deal with them. Fingers behind the back. Oh, oh man, fingers crossed. Didn't that wasn't obvious at Always all. Always works. Uh, basically. They don't want her to go to the School of the Unseen Arts. She also doesn't want to do that. So it's a pretty easy deal to make. And she says, why don't you help me take care of these football players? They approach them at night in the convenience store parking lot. And they're like, hey, we want to party with some boys and beer. And the boys are like, yeah. Yeah, yeah." Like a Stephen King novel. Yes. Uh, And so they go to the mine, which is called the Devil's Doorway. Yes. And they say, why don't you come inside and we'll have a party in here. They end up lighting it up a little bit with lanterns. They put on some music. The dudes start to get creeped out, and they say, no, don't worry about it. Start taking off their clothes. Do they, they put on music, or is there just some witch just down the mine who starts singing or something? <laughs> like, what was that? It's, it's magic music. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like out of I, an iPod. Yeah, I don't think there's a witch. They did have a fifth witch somewhere. It was like, <laughs> Opera witch. Yeah. Just yeah. setting the tone. And they start making out with the dudes, except they've bewitched the dudes. The dudes are actually making out with each other, and they're standing on the side. They take pictures of them with a Polaroid. And Sabrina says, if you ever attack Susie or any other girl ever again, I am going to show these pictures to everybody. Naturally, the dudes are like, no, we're going to take the pictures and beat you guys up. But Prudence is not done with them. No. Goes up. They turn into demons. They take away the boy's innocence and turn it into birds. So they're not going to get, in case you couldn't figure it out. Innocence. Yeah, they took away their boners is what they did. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. It was a boner stealing spell. They turned their boners into little birds. Yeah, like we're going to take your boner away. Yeah, Yeah. that happened to me once. Yeah. 
I still have that bird. You want me to? <laughs> yeah, anytime would be great. They say if you once you release, they won't be able to have an erection until they uh, release until Sabrina releases the birds. Right. Uh, what did, I love this sequence. What did you think about it? Great. Uh, it was legit scary. I thought when it, uh, they turn the lights out and we see the flashes of their mm-hmm. uh, demonic faces. Super cool. And uh, that's that design is straight for the comic books. That's yeah. what Robert Hack very specifically. I don't remember whether it's them, the Weird Sisters, but I do know Madame Satan has some of that look in the book. Yeah. And if you look at any of the covers for the book in particular, you'll see things like that: the rotting flesh, the uh, lips curled upwards. So I thought. Yeah. That was a really neat choice. Very cool. How'd you feel about it, Scaredy Pete? It was super creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, those boys deserved all of that and more. Yeah. Uh, But I, you know, I was just kind of like, at what point do you not run away? As soon as someone's like, hey, let's go party in this thing called the Devil's Doorway. I've been like, but that seems seems like a very typical teen thing to do, right? Like, I've gone to a mine before. Have you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's to party. Uh, we were just like, let's go in there and see, sort of pre-partying. Did it did it bother you at all that later on both of you guys died in a mine? Yeah, in a comic book. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because uh, we were uh, drawn into um, Lock and Key. Right, which uh, is a comic book from IDW, and uh, both of you guys died in a mining accident. That's that true. That is it wasn't funny. an accident. My character we were... never died. So Yes, you did. You were crushed by a giant boulder. Not on panel. Yes. 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 Oh, I'm literally on panel. Yeah, it was I keep the... asking them when they're going to have but... me appear in the television show. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so that's going to be a Netflix show. Dr. Zalbin, the character in Lock and Key, does survive. Yeah. And I never think, in trouble. I think is going to become a major recurring character on the show. I'm, I'm pretty confident. Paging about that. Dr. Zalbin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, <laughs> uh, then after that, we move on to Halloween night, the big night. Yes. Uh, and we know because of the title card. Well, yeah. you must have loved that. I know you guys have taken exception to the title card. Uh, you must have loved the fact that they specified three things there, right? That it was Halloween, October 31st, and Sabrina's birthday. Yes. And I'm always like, oh, that's when Halloween is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the, uh, they well, have that in Target, to be fair. Yeah. What? In Target, if you go to the Halloween section, they have big sides everywhere. They're like, Wednesday, October 31st, that's the day of Halloween. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, thank Target. Yeah, stay out of Target. Well, it's a nice of them. You know, they care. They want you to know when it is. I they, think the Target point really is they're cares. specifying that it's Wednesday. That's the important thing. Yeah. So that you're not like, great. Which isn't this year for this show that is yeah, The show's been lying to us. Yeah. One thing that we didn't talk about that uh, happened is Ambrose has been investigating the murder of the uh, dead kid. Um, right. His, he talks to the kid's parents, and we learn that the kid had a familiar, an iguana, that he would talk to. So we're learning this little plot thread is sort of teasing out a little bit right. that there's yeah, and he says I think the body it, it was an immortal, which is well, he's a witch that was right. uh, without a coven though, right? So they so that's also doing a little of the thematic resonance of Sabrina also being a witch potentially without a coven. Yeah. Uh, so they're showing, oh, isn't this so sad that this happens to her? But I agree. There is some sort of mystery going on in the background. But back to Halloween night, uh, Sabrina is getting ready for her dark baptism. She's kept home uh, over the course of the day, finds out more about it from Ambrose, is sort of bummed out by yeah. what he has to tell her. Uh Anything we should talk about between that and the actual night of itself? Uh, no, I think it's more just like she her, it's time for her to make her choice. Um, the ants go goat shopping where a dude's like, here's your goat. Here's your specific goat that you here's need. Goat Black you need. Narcissus. Yeah, cool goat. Great goat. 
Yeah. Uh, not going to do anything weird with that goat. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a goat farmer. I'm just going to throw it out there. I think that goat was the goat. Uh, cool. Oh, cool. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, He's I mean, if time. you're a goat farmer, yeah, you can't ask questions because then you'll never sell any goats. Yeah. Sorry, real quick. Goatist of all time. Uh, cool. <laughs> that makes <laughs> more sense. Yep. Goat is goat. Uh, but yeah, then uh, then we get to the night, uh, and they kind of take a moment there with the white dress, and she was like, "I thought it was supposed to be black." Right. So Sabrina goes to her dark bat. Well, before she goes to the dark baptism, she goes to a party. She wants to spend one last night with her friends. Harvey yeah. is dressed as a miner, not a you know young person, but a coal miner. He's also dressed as a young and, person. And uh, Ambrose has a sick burn when he sees him. He yeah. says, "Oh, you're dressed as your future." Damn. Ouch. Yeah. But what's wrong with being a coal miner? That's uh, what I yeah, real take Ambrose down. is clearly using it as an insult. Yeah, sure. He's basically implying that he's trapped, that he's headed to be a coal miner, and that's pretty much it. Ambrose is also trapped in a house. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, look at yourself, Ambrose. Yeah. You asshole. That's right. You sassy. Yeah, usually people lash out like that. They have a lot of stuff going on with them. So, you know. They go to a thought. holiday party, dance to Monster Mash. You got Super basic. Monster Mash. I don't know, you know man. You, got, you know, it's the Monster Mash. Here's the I'm thing. There that. are other Halloween songs, you guys. You no, don't have to dance to Monster Mash. Fuck you, you don't. Here, I'll throw this out here. Best Halloween song, Everybody Backstreet's Back. <laughs> what? what? Have you ever <laughs> seen the video for Everybody Backstreet's Back? No. I wouldn't call that... There aren't Halloween songs. Yes, there yeah, is there a are. Monster Mash. Monster a Mash. Halloween everybody song. back. If you were back. at a Halloween theme party and they didn't play the Monster Mash, you'd probably leave. You'd be like, "What the fuck?" No, I'd be fine. That song's dumb. Oh wow, takedown! This is the thing that will finally tear us apart. <laughs> uh, Susie's dressed as Eddie Munster. I thought that was a fun, very fun, uh, fun costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, Harvey, she so they. They're very surprised that Sabrina shows up. They make a little birthday cake. She they wishes. cross out Halloween. But Sabrina, she makes a wish. Harvey, very sweet, asks what her wish is. Which you shouldn't do because that's it doesn't come true if you say it out loud. Well, to be fair, though, she also took multiple times to blow out all the candles. And if you don't blow them out all at the same time, you also don't get your wish. What? Yeah. That's not true. Yeah, that's a rule. No, you right. just got to blow them all out. If it takes a couple breaths or whatever, that's no. fine. What? You got to do it all, no, all in one breath. That's, no, the that's, whole, not, yes. that's not true. Yes, it 100% is. No, it is not. Did you grow up with a bunch of weak-lunged people who are like, just keep blowing? Yeah, (laughs) you got to get them all out. I think your wish next year for your birthday should be that you can blow them all in one blow. Fuck you, man. You got to exercise more before your next birthday. I guess so. So you have enough air in your lungs to blow out all the candles. The older you get, the more candles you are. It becomes a whole thing. That's why you get less wishes as you get older. Oh, that's bullshit, man. That you have to, I don't think this is a real thing at all. It's definitely 100%. Is. You have to blow them all out, then you tell nobody. Those are the two rules. Yeah, tell nobody. No, you have to, you have to blow them all out, but you just said all not in one, one blow. Yes, yeah, so you didn't bring that. All no, in hey, one. hey, hey. You're just adding Whoa. shit on now. No, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, Pete is 100% wrong. Alex is 100% right. Thank you. Blow your candles out responsibly. Uh, so she, the blood moon starts. Everyone's outside. Sabrina's like, oh, no, I'm going to oh, be late. Oh, what time is it? Now, all of a sudden, she, the whole time you're not thinking about this thing you got to do at midnight? She's in love. Yeah, oh. and she clearly does not want her dark baptism. She does yeah. not want to leave. She wants to be with her friends. She wants to live her life there. Uh, so, I don't think but, it's that clear to her. Not until she gets there and realizes what she's got well, herself so she, into. She makes it there on time. The blue flame. Uh, Just uh, barely runs, makes uh, it uh, on she time. She walks through it, gets there. Her dress turns from white to black. I thought that was very good. It's a white dress because she's marrying Satan. 
Right. Uh, and then and it turns black, black dress because she's that's marrying cool. Satan. Because <laughs> uh, it's cooler. There are a ton of witches there, lots of randos. This is like the Coven Super Bowl. Sabrina's yeah. joining the game. I was wondering, there must be more Coven members who are turning 16, right? Like, how frequently do they have a dark baptism? Uh, it can't be that frequent well, if it's that big of a deal. There were like 40, 50 people there. Yeah. yeah. But I guess they were all older. I guess witches don't have a lot of kids. Probably not because they live forever and they don't want attachments. Yeah. And they don't. It seems like it's like a lot of ants hanging out. There's not a lot of strong relationships. For a second when you said that, I pictured in my head A-N-T ants. And yeah. I was like, I don't think there were a lot Witch of ants. ants. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones With that the bite little you. hats. Yeah. Oh, Spooky so cute. ants. So you really uh, uh, she uh, gets her hand uh, cut, uh, is ready to sign, agrees to it, starts to get hesitant, and then... Um, Sees her parents. Blackwood is like, uh, says you have to pledge your life, and go, totally goes back on his promise of free will, mm-hmm. um, and she You've got to not only a, uh, obey the Dark Lord, but any of the Dark Lord minions, which there's got to be a ton of, So not that's got to get, be a lot to Not to get back of. to the whole religious ceremony and nature of it, but... One weird thing to me is if one the, weird thing. Y- yes, that's exactly what I <laughs> All said. All the things were weird. It, one weird. One of those weird things to me mm. uh, is they at no point laid out the ceremony for her. Like yeah. the, that's the sort of thing again to get back to like a bar mitzvah or something. You practice it a couple of times. It's yeah. weird to me that they wouldn't have been like. Here's we can't the waste time on the show ceremony. showing the practice. No, I know. But if we were talking about in real life, if they were doing this witch ceremony, they would have practiced it. They would have talked through yeah. it. They would have been she like, knew the exact okay, responses. And I say, yeah. Yes, and she would have known the exact responses and what to say and everything. But that they were springing on on her seemed. Seemed a little contrived to me, to be honest. Well, but they were trying to trick her. They need her to right. do it, so they wouldn't have run through run it through with yeah, her because they sure. wanted her to be in the moment. Then she would know. And all she really had to do is sign the thing. Yeah, in and her blood. It's no big deal. Yeah, and plus he was helping her by grabbing her hand and trying to make her do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, super helpful. Her. Very helpful. Yeah. Uh, As the giant goat she, man gets closer. Right, and the, she starts having her vision again. She sees her parents. They tell her to run. She runs away. A total evil dead scene, getting away from vines in the wood, yeah. uh, slopping herself through mud. Yes, Pete. Did anybody else hope it would just be like, like uh, instead of it being like a serious like run moment, it, I was hoping it would turn into that run meme where it goes like run and then it's that music and then you know she's trying I don't know what that game is no idea what you're talking about (laughs) so she gets back to the house screams for Ambrose Ambrose comes out the angry mob is following after her she says my name is Sabrina Spellman and I will never give up her name which is her total superhero moment very cool Uh, great Uh, and then Father Blackwood is like all right let's murder murder everybody yeah (laughs) we're done Ambrose does a good uh, spell bluff by saying that there's a yeah. circle of protection. There's yeah. not. And I, like I mean, that. he had like, 75 years in the house. He could have done it. So we've yeah. talked a little bit about the differences between the comic and the show and Ambrose in particular, how he's different. This to me underlines how different he is because in the comic, I feel like Ambrose would be like, fuck it, killer. You know, yeah. that's what his character is here. I love him stepping up and bluffing to save Sabrina, yeah. Yeah. especially right to the dark Lord's face. That's there. great. I mean, yeah. I, I, I love that. Like, that's a great moment. And that really underlines, I think, where we're going in this show, that yeah. they are a team together. So that's nice. Uh, yes. Um, 
now I, the the thing I want to talk about is in the sh- the show they talk a lot about how you have to sign the book to retain your witch powers. Mm-hmm. That, right. that you get the powers yeah, as an exchange. Your powers will be going away then. But uh, it feels like that's not the case uh, right. at all. So um, and that may be. So what is this? What does this episode tell us about what with the the structure of the coven and what it means? So in I, relation to her vision. I, I, I can't tell if they're playing fast and loose with the rules because also it's not like she didn't have witch powers before she signed. She already yeah. could do spells and already knew stuff. Yeah, but that's because she's coming into the, her own. So like you get it a little bit and then once you sign, then it's full uh, on. That's what I think it is, is I think you, it's like a little delicious before you sign and then afterwards is like a real delicious. Like a Subway meatball club card. Right. <laughs> yeah, like you... You have to spend $100 before you get your $2 back on the subway card. Yeah. So, like, you got that $100. That's up until you sign the black book. And then you get the $2 back, and you're like, yeah, yeah. now I can buy a third of a sub. <laughs> uh, so exciting. But I do think this maybe is what where we're going, that... Uh, that Satan needs the witches more than the witches need Satan. And it's, uh, nobody really knows that there's a cover up on how the power works, uh, because that, and Sabrina is this super powerful, witch, perhaps, and that's why they are, they need her power to join the coven, uh, to keep the devil happy. Yeah. So you want to talk us through what happens next? Uh, sure. Uh, so we see, uh, after the big moment for Sabrina, we see a Madam Satan begging the devil for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kissing hooves. Getting a quick little hoof kiss in there. Um, then Monday, we two days have passed. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden. Sorry, real quick. I just did some calculations about Pete uh, not using the Subway Club card over the past 13 years. Nah. Uh, so potentially you could have gotten $94.64. A free wow. from Subway over the past 13 kind years that you could have it yeah. towards subs, uh, which would be about like um, 13 and a half subs. And let me also say that we did some quick calculation as well. And eating as much Subway as you've done is taking 40 years off your life. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so that's coming. That clock is ticking, bro. Yeah, they actually did a study recently and they said that each Subway sandwich is the equivalent to smoking five packs of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the guys, I don't know where your research is coming from, but we should probably get back. A lot to the of the show. bread is made from old cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, Monday family's fighting. Yeah. A whole couple of days went by. Nothing happened. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing more worthy of lazy uh, weekend. Lazy cartoons, chill it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds so nice. Uh, Slowly losing my powers. No big deal. Uh, they're being, uh, Zelda especially is being sort of mean to Sabrina. Um, and then she tells them that she's had a vision of her parents and they said, run. And I think that shakes it up a little bit. They maybe start to believe that right. she did Do the right thing, think- which is great because I was worried about that whole family dynamic there, especially like she could have kept that paper bit going for years. It's you know? clear <laughs> to me that Hilda cares about Sabrina like yes. very deeply. Do you yeah. think Zelda cares about Sabrina? I think she does. She shows it in that moment a little mm-hmm. bit, but up until then, I thought the answer would be no. She's a believer, though. She wants her to stay on this. Her path. Dark Lord is more important, you know, because she signed the book. They all signed the book, though, except for Sabrina. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, so, but I do think that there's, that's a family. There's a lot of love there. Yeah. Uh, well, how does Ambrose? Really? He's cousin, but where did he? Is he one of their kids? No, he's an, un, uh, an unrelated. I think he's cousin. an unrelated cousin. We don't really know yet. Interesting. We don't know what's going on other than he's trapped in the house. Yeah. 
Uh, we get a little VO where Sabrina talks about how she's chosen a third way uh, that is neither the paths that were in front of her. I think that's cool, really setting the bar for the series. Yeah. Uh, again, I think this feels like the two-hour Sabrina movie. This is, if it was on TV, this would have all broadcast as once at the, yeah. as the pilot. And now, whatever the show is, I think we're going to start getting into that. Yeah, but now TV's on your laptop. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so huh. she goes to school. And, you know, gives Harvey a big hug. And it's like, hey. Harvey only loves comic books and Sabrina. Yep. Yeah. Where would, do you think he would rank them? Just comic books, Sabrina. Number one, number two. What do you think? It's tough. I think it's comics and then Sabrina. Yep. It's, well, it's comics, Sabrina, then Sabrina comics. We didn't really talk about the scene where she poses a very confusing metaphor about a wizard in a cave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very hard to tell what she's getting at there. I thought it was a reference to Big, and then it just wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Then it was just sort of not anything. Yeah, she tells a story to Harvey where she says, you know, what if you met this wizard in a cave and he gave you superpowers, but you had to give up everything that you loved? What would you do? And he's like, if you were my girlfriend, are you my girlfriend in this scenario? Yeah. Could I fly? Hey, babe, can I fly? <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, there's no flying without you. Yeah. Which oh, is nice. very much like the notebook, if you're a bird, I'm a bird moment. You know what I mean? The movie, Ooh. The Notebook? Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. I've just never heard you reference that ever. <laughs> yeah. no. You like that movie? Yeah. I is think the, we've all seen it. It's in is the, the Rubicon. If you're a bird, I'm a bird, is that a reference to taking their innocence? They're boners. <laughs> does, I've never seen the notebooks. Does Rachel McAdams? Does, does Rachel McAdams? Does she lose her boner? Notebook? Does she lose her boner in the movie? Yeah, of course. The whole because movie. every other movie I've seen with Rachel McAdams, big old boner. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. The, the, we, I, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie, but there's a lot of boners in the notebook. Yeah, yeah. At one point, they're I'm, rowing in the rain with just boners. No, let me ask you this. <laughs> let me ask you, they don't need oars. Yeah, where we're going, we don't need oars. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this, Pete. <laughs> so you love the movie Tommy Boy yeah. and The Notebook. Those are their two movies that you're <laughs> what basically are you trying to narrow you're watching, all of my movie you're watching into you, two. I just think it's funny that those are your two touchstone movies. I don't know if they're the touchstone ones, but I've seen both of them. Great. Uh, you love both of those movies. <laughs> uh so then uh, we end uh, their school. Uh, she gets uh, Sabrina gets called to the principal's office where uh, Hawthorne, who uh, <laughs> she has like a horrible vision. And suddenly uh, the principal is now a, a conduit for the devil. Well, we also we get the first Wicca meeting and then yeah. uh, we miss Wardwell shows up. Yeah. As the faculty invited. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm not missing any of this. Ah, I love her so much. Yeah, she she's is. Good. She is. You're biased, though, because she's your neighbor. Yes. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the tone on the show. I don't know if she totally gels with the tone of the no, show. Like, no. she is so arch and over the top. Yeah, she really is. It's so delightful to watch. I don't even care. Yeah. But it's also driving me nuts that Sabrina's not saying anything about it. Yeah, like, hey, I, she knows something's wrong, but her witch life and her school life, she mentally has kept them so separate. I don't yeah. think she could imagine a world where she needs to. She needs to wake Ms. up Marvel. to the world. Yeah, she does, and I, I have a suspicion she will. Yeah. Anyway, so then we get the. Uh, clear fact that Belky is one of the greatest actors of our time. Yeah, such versatility. Yeah. <laughs> now, so, so uh, the principal gets taken over by Satan, who proceeds to talk to Sabrina and say, you are going to do this. You are going to beg to sign my book. Did you find it weird that this is exactly an episode of Perfect Strangers? Yeah. Like, there was that whole episode of Perfect Strangers where Belky gets taken over by Satan mm-hmm. yeah. and says... Cousin Larry, you will sign my book of meepos. Yeah. Wow. 
That was intense. That is very good. Yeah. Um, the devil. Was I, in I would say <laughs> fuck you for trying to take away from Belky's uh, moment because that man is his range as an actor is unbelievable. I believe that you he was sound like vehicle. you're making fun of him. Nope. You're saying because he played Belky Bartokamas, a crazy nonsense character right. that has a crazy accent, right? And then him playing Satan shows in the range. Versatility. Yeah. He also was a normal principal before that. He's playing three different three different characters. Yeah, yeah. I guess wow, that's, that's true. really amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm a classic. So, anyways, actor. What, what doesn't make sense to me is like Satan's wants her to sign the book, but he keeps then saying reasons that she wouldn't sign the book. Like if you don't, you know, you've got to sign. I'm going to make you sign. He's that's scared. All I'm telling you, he needs her, and she's rejecting him. Yeah, right. So. And I think as you should, you he, should reject Satan. They've tried a couple of different ways to get her to sign the book for whatever reason. I, again, I would argue that it's probably Satan escaping hell and taking over Earth, that regular old thing. Uh, but they tried kindness. They tried gently cajoling her into doing it. They've tried manipulating her behind the scenes, and now none of that worked. Satan is coming out and is like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to be Satan in this scenario, and I am going to force you. I am going yeah. to wreck your life until the only choice you have left is to sign this book. Yeah. Which is great. It's great. Very excited. Great way to oh, end no, the episode. It's not, it's not great. It's bad news for our, our character. Oh, okay. Yeah, also that too. Uh, let's talk about which witch reigns supreme this episode. Ooh, what yeah. do you guys think? Justin, you want to kick it off? Which witch? Um, I'm going to give it up to uh, Zelda in this episode. Uh, when she Zelda, came, who gets buried and then comes back from the no, dead? No, Zelda, who wielded the hammer and oh, wrecked Hilda. Okay. I was like, great move. Um, really, I just like her, her character. She came out strong. She does what she wants. She creeps through the ceiling. But then of. we got a little bit of, like, at the end, like, she cares. That's what I'm saying. I like that. Oh, yeah. What about you, Pete? Great range. Uh, I'm going to say the cousin. I like the fact that he really stepped up. And uh, was like, you know, I'm going to protect you, Sabrina, and lie for you, and, and especially in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Zelda as well. I'm waffling a little bit between Zelda and Prudence because Prudence... Oh, Prudence was cool. Uh, Prudence stepped up to be uh, more of the mean girl character, which is always enjoyable this episode. Yeah. But I agree with you. Zelda's stuff, killing her sister and burying her, her delivery on those lines was great. Yeah. Um, that sense that she does actually care about Sabrina at the end of the episode was very cool. Miranda Otto is doing a great job with it. I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen next. Before we go, just to plug a couple of things, you can support this podcast and other podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at the Pit Loft in New York at 8 p.m. That's totally free. Come on by and we'll spook you out. Yeah. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at comic book live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for the podcast and more. And remember to join the Subway Club every week. <laughs> just check Don't it do out. It. Do it. Don't Pete, do it. Do it. Sign up for it in blood. <laughs> <laughs>